This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Booyakasha! This is Michelangelo, a.k.a. Greg Sipes. You're listening to Ninja Turtle Power Hour. That's what's up! Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Cody Tuckett. And I'm Mike Templeton. And guys. Kind of weird without Keith here. It, it is a little, it, it's Keith. always weird without Keith, I think. <laughs> Keith is the glue that holds us all together. Michelangelo. He's, he's so really with, like, I think, I think, Spencer, I know you're a dad now, but like Keith is kind of the dad of the group. Yeah. Because, with no Keith, it's off the rails. I mean, well, I mean, if you saw our group chat about an hour ago, <laughs> it was pretty off the rails. Well, Keith uh, is also my spirit animal, but it's like I'm Keith without responsibility. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, this is our final episode of the year for 2023. Uh, I think it's been a pretty good year. Yeah. You know, we brought Cody on to the show. That was nice. We yeah, there was a whole movie that we got to talk about. There was a whole brand new movie. Yeah, you know, turtles finally showed up in Fortnite. <laughs> you know, and, the Armageddon game completed. Uh, you know, the road to 150 has been kind of a banger so far. A DVD set of the 2003 series came out. Yeah, you know, it's yeah the the RPG like. Yeah, we yeah. got it. We got to have a couple interviews on the show. Yeah, we got a couple interviews on the show. Um, it's it's been it's been a really good year, uh, and I'm incredibly thankful to have shared it with you know the 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 other hosts on the show, but also you know all of our listeners. Um, yeah, it's it's been it's been fun. I'm looking I'm looking forward to 2024. You know, I'm the 40th anniversary of the franchise. Yeah. The 40th anniversary of the franchise, recovering the 2003 series, could life get any better? I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, if we get through it fast and move on to 2012. We'll no, I want to take my time with 2003. Yeah, yeah. You know, for for Spencer, for Spencer's sake. You know, I, I do want to go into 2003 and, and you know, give it for the record. That's true. We have to we have to properly throw cold water on Spencer and Keith for 2003. That's true. Well, you know, uh, just just be ready that whatever cold water you throw on me, I have ready for 2012. So this is where we build lifelong resentments. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll just be amazed if we're all still friends by the time we get to rise. So yeah, rise will rise will bring us back together. <laughs> yeah, be like the be- the Beatles on the rooftop. 
we'll, yeah. all come back. <laughs> we'll all come back for a rise like that. Eventually the show will just be like, we no longer cover the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only comic books. Until Cody uh, starts throwing his cold water on the IDW series and we kick him off the show. Wait, what? <laughs> I was just saying until you until you start throwing water on the IDW series and then we kick you off the show. I mean Nope, yeah. save it for save it for those episodes. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so seeing as how this is our final episode of 2024 or 2023. Seeing as how this is our final episode of 2023, uh we wanted to end it uh as we usually do by reading something uh that is holiday related with the ninja turtles uh and so we talked about a couple of ideas and the one that kind of got traction was uh because keith wasn't going to be we knew keith wasn't going to be on this episode so we didn't want to do anything too big um you know without you know without our fourth host um so we were looking at all of the different christmas stuff that uh, turtles has in it and we came across this story yeah so there's uh, this this old book from a, a ready to read series that's like that was being printed and i don't know maybe ready to read still makes books but it's like to help teach kids like help kids learn how to read <laughs> and it, it, uh, it's it, so this is the fourth book in that in that series of car, of uh, books based on the 2003 cartoon called The Santa Snatcher. Yeah, and so Mike found it in a store in Utah of all places. Somehow from California, he figured out we had it in a store here, and it wasn't that far away. So I couple days ago like called the lady to put it on hold and she couldn't find it anywhere in the store <laughs> oh my I, gosh I really panicking. I, I didn't i didn't let you guys know know about any of this until i knew for sure i wasn't gonna be able to get this book but she yeah she couldn't find it she didn't know where it was and i was like oh well if i tried ordering it online would it maybe possibly kind of just pop up and come to my place and she's like no like i, I don't know where it's at <laughs> no. so then my That's wonderful hilarious. gorgeous my beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous wife, uh, you know, did me a favor while she was down there and she actually looked through the store and was able to find the book. It wasn't with their Christmas books. And that's, I guess, where the lady was looking. It was with their ready to read books because apparently they had a whole section for their ready to read books. Which actually, it makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. you know. And so then I was finally able to pick up the Santa Snatcher. But it's funny because I called the lady about it. And I'm like, it's a Ninja Turtle book called the Santa Snatcher. It, you know, Did you feel I your dignity just melting away? A, a little bit. Like I could tell that she was kind of like, "This is weird that this <laughs> grown man is calling me about this children's ninja." Hold on, so I have the FBI on the line. <laughs> if you could just and, well, because I mean, that was the thing is when we were looking at this, uh, when we were looking at this book last week, um, it was just it was too funny to not talk about. Uh, yeah. And then so like I went down this rabbit hole of trying to find it because. Um, because I mean, this, this is, this book's over, you know, almost 20 years old. We, uh, it, I mean, it's lost media. So we, we were looking online for like scans of it and their, uh, Turtlepedia, you know, which we rely on a lot had like every three pages <laughs> scanned, uh, for the website. And we're like, and that was the only place I could find it. Um, 
So then I started looking for like physical copies and I found one on Amazon uh, for it was like twenty five dollars for this book, but it wouldn't get here until like, you know, next week, like early, you know, almost almost in twenty twenty four. And we're like, we can't do that. And so I just started going down this rabbit hole and I found uh, this bookstore in Utah that that had one copy of the book for two dollars. Guess what, though? There was a sale. I ended up getting it for just a dollar. Uh, fantastic even better (laughs) and so uh and so like i was gonna call the store and ask ask if they did it and then spencer uh and cody were fighting amongst themselves to like if they were who was gonna go down there and go get go get it um and it was just this this was too good to not talk about and so uh because because you know it's it's christmas and this book is meant for kids uh, we're going to do things a little different this week. Um, uh, and so rather than, rather than do the normal sections that we, uh, always do, we're going to do a dramatic reading of the book. And so without further ado, let me tell you a story. The ancient one did tell me a story. I think you guys would want to hear about master splinters, master Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it. The Santa Snatcher by Jane E. Gerver, illustrated by Patrick Spazianti. This book came out in October of 2004. Christmas was coming, and the turtles were getting fat. These cookies are good, said Leonardo. Hey, leave some for Santa, Splinter scolded. How does Santa get to every house in just one night, asked Donatello. And what's up with his reindeer, wondered Michelangelo. How do they fly? Splinter shook his head. My sons, it is better not to ask such questions, he said. Maybe the reindeers are mutants, like us, said Raphael. Let's find out. Shh, said Splinter, pointing to the TVs. A TV reporter announced, Someone in the city is trying to catch Santa Claus. He is known as the Santa Snatcher. That will ruin Christmas for everyone, said Splinter. Come on, guys, said Raphael. We have to catch the Snatcher before Santa gets snatched. The turtles packed some disguises and climbed into the subway buggy. Off they rode through the sewers under the city. Zoom. Do we have a plan? asked Michelangelo. We will trick the Snatcher, said Leonardo. How do we get to the North Pole? Raphael asked. Do not worry. We will start closer to home, Donatello told him. The brothers got out of the buggy. Donatello and Leonardo went one way, and Michelangelo and Raphael went the other. Donatello set up a big pot and a sign. Leonardo put on a red suit, black boots, and a long white beard. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas, he called out. Just then, a man came walking by holding a sack. Season's greeting, Santa, he hissed, before before trying to throw the sack over Leonardo's head. Suddenly, a boy shouted, That's not a real Santa. He's too skinny. Oops, muttered Leonardo. Forgot the pillow. The man ran down the street. He was the Santa Snatcher. Donatello could not catch him. Leonardo grabbed his katana swords, but he could not get them out of Santa. But he could get not... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) This book's above my skill level, guys. Um... (laughs) 
I got you. Got to leave that part in. It's just the, it's just that he pulled his katanas out of Santa. <laughs> it's the thought of Leonardo having stabbed Santa. I'm sorry. Continue. Do I, what part do I need? To... <laughs> Leonardo grabbed his katana swords. You can start there. Out of Santa. <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> Leonardo grabbed his katana swords, but he could not get them out of his Santa outfit in time. The Santa snatcher got away. What could the turtles do now? Meanwhile, Michelangelo and Raphael went to Green's department store. They took the escalator up to Toy Town, where a long line of children were waiting to meet Santa. Michelangelo also had a Santa outfit, and he remembered to wear a pillow. Okay, Santa, time for your shift, a store clerk said to Michelangelo. Hey, elf, stand here, the clerk told Raph. One by one, the children sat on Michelangelo's lap. They told Santa what gifts they wanted. Soon it was a tall boy's turn, a very tall boy with a sack. He was the Santa Snatcher. Raphael pushed in front of him. Uh, Santa's busy, he, Raphael told him. Why don't you tell me what you want? Out of my way, green elf, the Snatcher snarled. Michelangelo twirled his nunchakus. Come here, little, uh, big boy, he said. I will tell you what you are getting for Christmas. But once again, the sa But once again, the Snatcher was too quick. The Snatcher ran out of Toy Town. Hey, wait, Raphael shouted. He ran to the escalator and slid down the side. But the Snatcher was gone again. Michelangelo and Raphael saw Leonardo outside the store. A huge crowd had gathered. A parade is coming, said Leonardo. A marching band played as people waved at a float. Ho, ho, hello, Mrs. Claus called. Where's Santa? Someone yelled. He's at home with the reindeer, replied Mrs. Claus. The float stopped in front of the turtles. Raphael spotted someone in the crowd. He was the Santa Snatcher. The Snatcher is going after Mrs. Claus, Raphael whispered. We have to stop him, Leonardo said. But how? asked Michelangelo. The Snatcher wiggled through the crowd. Then he climbed onto the float. Suddenly, Mrs. Claus began to dance. She twirled her baton. But it wasn't really a baton. It was a bow staff. Done, his brothers shouted. The Snatcher started to throw his sack over Donatello. But Donatello was faster. With his staff, he knocked the Snatcher into a fake fireplace. Oh, the Snatcher cried as he bumped his head. The other turtles climbed onto the float. Good job, Don, Leonardo said. Had enough fun? Had enough holiday fun? Raphael asked the Snatcher. Soon everyone in the city had heard the good news. The Santa Snatcher would not snatch again, and the turtles headed home. We didn't find out how reindeer fly, Michelangelo told Splinter. Or how Santa goes Or how Santa goes to every home in just one night, asked Donatello. And we forgot to get you a gift, said Leonardo and Raphael. Don't worry Do not worry about that, Splinter said kindly. After all, you made the city safe for Santa, and that, my sons, is the best present of all. The end. Man, what what a story. <laughs> what a fun little what a fun little book that all Christmas three of us classic. did not have trouble reading. <laughs> yeah. What's the age level? This is uh <laughs> this is level two, so next year let's look for level one. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is on the level two. Maybe we should go pre-level one. 
you know, word repetition, familiar phrases and Is words. Like a point five? Uh, simple sentences. Simple sentences. You know, pre pre level one. Like that's probably a good idea. Oh man. Honestly, like remember when you'd be in the library and the librarian would be reading the books? Hats off. Yeah. Absolute pros. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I honestly, remember. like I mean, Spencer, you're gonna be have to doing this soon for when you you know, when your little one gets old enough. So and you know <laughs> yeah we we already do a little bit of it because apparently i don't know it's supposed to help them get in a routine or sleep or something so we already even though she has no idea that that's what we're doing uh i don't read actually i have i have tried reading comic books just straight off my phone to her just to be saying words at her but uh <laughs> but yeah you're probably reading like dc comics yeah for the most part i am Oh man. Uh all right. Let's take it into the uh second time around. Hey, uh, nice junk. All right. So, you know, doing this episode uh Tarantino style, as in we're just like flashing back and jumping forward a whole lot. Uh So the thing is, I'd called about this Ninja Turtles book and, you know, had to feel like a little bit of of shame. Uh, you know, calling about this, this, this learning to read Ninja Turtles book as as a grown man. You know, apparently earnestly searching for it. My wife pops her head in and it has to ask about it, and she's like, "Is this that Ninja Turtle book <laughs> that the guy called out the other day?" And my wife now had to be an accomplice in this whole situation and be like, <laughs> "She couldn't pretend so, that she just randomly found that book. She, you're yeah. now, she was linked to you, linked to me, and so." You know, I just, everyone out there that enjoyed hearing that story, uh, also just thank my wife. Huge props to her for uh, helping me out in in digging this up and finding it. Yeah, huge, huge thank you. Shout out to the poor kind souls who have to enable our madness. Yeah, them too. They're the real Uh, heroes. So uh, I didn't know who had drawn this until Spencer mentioned it, uh, but Patrick Spaziante uh, was a cover artist for Archie. Uh, oh. And uh, he still does uh, Ninja Turtle stuff. In fact, he he had done the uh, Mutant Mayhem uh, storybook. So like he's still he's still working. Um, he I knew him because he was my favorite Sonic the Hedgehog artist. He was the main cover artist for a lot of uh the early archie run and kind of going up until um god i I don't even know what issue he left because he was still doing kind of random issues and then like the big sonic super specials um he would come back and do those so like patrick spaziante has been like you know I've, i've been a fan of his stuff since you know the 90s yeah, the artwork is way better than it needs to be, really. Yeah, like they, he did a really good job with it, and and some of these things, like I, I wish that that the readers could could also see, well, the listeners, I should say, could also uh, see some of these images because some of these images just really sell it uh, for a few scenes, <laughs> like like when Donatello is dressed up as Mrs. Claus and is spinning his bow staff around. Uh, I don't know. There's something about that scene that like it sells it on the comedy. It is really yeah. funny. Like you could have, you could have fooled me and told me like some of this was Dooney. Um, it's it's that good. Well, and it does does a really good job of looking like the 2003 series. Like you, it looks like it just came straight out of that TV series. Yeah, 
Cause I, I, cause when we were talking about this uh, on how we were going to uh, cover this episode, I, I had originally called it stock art, but then like when we were looking at it, I was like, Oh no, this is actually really good. And then when Spencer said it was a spaz, you know, it, that's when I was like, Oh, okay. Another fun fact is that, that this is actually book number four in a Ninja Turtle series. I don't know if they were all Christmas related or if it was just this one. Uh, it's just this other, one. Just this one's Christmas related. The other just ones are Ninja Turtles. Christmas related. So I don't know how, how many are there in this whole series? Because this is number I four. I think there were five. Um, so there was number there's five. Obviously, I need to collect all of these now. I, I need them to teach myself how to read. Uh, I'm still. Well, you're on like your own. Thinking, you're on your own for finding the others. But I'm still oh, thinking yeah. of you calling the shop and knowing way too much about a book that they've never. Like, like, are you sure some, we have it? I'm sure you have it. You go in the yeah, back. Uh, and you check. So there the were there were six uh, six books. So there's uh, book one is the Green Monster. Book two is the Secret. Book three is Turtle Rescue. Uh, then we have the Santa Snatcher is book four. Book five is comic book heroes. And book six is ghoul hunters. Man, the one called secret. Like, I, I need to know what that secret is. Now I have to get that book. I It's killing me. It's killing me inside. I got to know. Secret. It's uh, that one. So the secret is by Steve Murphy. Really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. And I imagine that, the, I mean, that superhero one I need to get, comic book heroes, because I bet that's got stainless steel Steve in it. It has to. It has to have the Justice Force. I love the Justice Force. I mean, maybe I will look into these books. I, I find them very entertaining. At least this one. E- even as a, as a grown adult reading this book written for uh, for first graders. So they're all, uh, uh, they're all by different artists um, and writers. Uh, comic book heroes. It says, uh, Turtlepedia says it, it's an adaptation of Return of the Justice Force. Oh, cool. I guess I have already read the comic book of that one. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a you can get it, Spencer. It's okay. But maybe, maybe I want to read the children's novelization of it. You know, <laughs> of the comic book. <laughs> I was thinking like this basically is like you could easily just like arrange this as a comic book. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be that hard. Like, it quite literally is just like a comic book with just the words, not in bubbles. Yeah, like, I, this I, is this is fun enough, like, obscure Turtles media that, like, this this would be fun to collect. Like, I'm sure there's there's copies out there, you know, hidden in random bookstores that they don't even know about. Um, but I, It's kind of wild, like, is, how many, like, books like this are made. Because there's, there's yeah. all kinds of, like, from, like, the, the 87 series to... But it's like, but again, like, because I was looking at, you know, some of the books that I had um, from way back then, like the Shrinking Crystal book is the one I had. And then, you know, the Turtles Don't Do Drugs, a rap song, like that classic <laughs> book. Yeah. Um, you know, how many of those copies still, you know, survive to today? Although you know? we know from reading uh, Blind Sight, mm, I don't know if that's true. It was for the record. No, I mean, it, it's not guaranteed, all right? They kind of glossed over it. Maybe it was a, you know, maybe it was an acid trip. Maybe it was just all in Leonardo's head. It was just a way to open his mind, dog, you know? It's just, <laughs> he, as long as he believed it would open his mind, it did, you know? You know? <laughs> maybe. I'm not sold. 
you know, it's just, you know, Splinter did some ninja magic on the T, you know, it wasn't drugs. It was, it was ninja magic, bro. Ninja <laughs> magic. Uh, I think that's probably it for the second time around. Yeah, I think so. Uh, no anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I can't let you know. It's, it's Christmas. We can just skip anchovies. And no, I, really I have an anchovy. Yeah. This you book was anchovy? too hard to read. Oh, got it. My Cody, doesn't read at a, Cody doesn't read at a first grade level. <laughs> Not uh, anymore. Who needs reading? But yeah, I don't. I don't have anything bad to say about this. Like it's it's a very cute story. You know, it's it's nice and tight. It's, it's honestly way better than I actually expected. Yeah, like this was this was honestly a fun read. Um, and then like we were like we were just talking about like the art by uh, Spaz is really good. And I, just overall, like I actually had to. So I, I forgot to mute my mic, and that's why you heard me laughter and Cody telling the story. Um, <laughs> Cause normally we, we mute our mics while the other people are telling a story, but like I had to, I had to remember to mute it afterward because I was about to start busting up laughing again, because I just keep thinking about this guy that for some reason out there <laughs> trying to kidnap Santa. And every time he does <laughs> this Santa pulls out ninja weapons <laughs> and starts going at <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> like there, there is something inherently funny about, I mean, first off this guy trying to kidnap Santa and every time it's a Ninja turtle, but like, like yeah, Santa's just pulling out katanas now. This like this guy genuinely believes that these guys are Santa. You know that's why he's trying trying to kidnap him. Yeah, like of all the mall Santas to try to kidnap, he got the wrong one. Yeah. you know, and it, like the first time, like he's chasing. <laughs> you know, Santa's chasing him with a pair of katana. <laughs> you know, or is coming out with some nunchucks. Like I don't know. There's something inherently kind of hilarious about that to me. Just too funny. Yeah, it makes me laugh, you know, and the, and then the way they also like try to like, I don't know, play it off as a mystery. And it's yeah, just do we like, know why he's trying up. to kidnap Santa. <laughs> OK, he so just... maybe it doesn't go that deep into the lore of this, but yeah, it doesn't go that but deep it into is, the lore. But it's, just, it's really funny. But but also just like the comedic level of the fact that this guy is straight up like just trying to throw a bag over like like just such a cartoonish way to kidnap someone. He's he's got this bag that he's ready to just shove Santa in. Well, it's also like off. is this 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 can't be the first time he's done it because he's famous on the news for being the Santa snatcher. The Santa snatcher. He's always. So what's he doing with all these Santas he's kidnapping? You know, I think because it's a children's book, they couldn't get too deep into that. Um, I think this is something IDW needs to pick up. You know, if there could be an issue with a Santa snatcher, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to school. I'm gonna get a degree in writing. I'm gonna learn how to write really, really well, so I can get like on. Ten IDW. years later, you write a sequel to the Santa snatcher. I, I bring in the Santa snatcher into the IDW continuity, and your wife is like, "What have I done? Like, how did I, how did I start this?" I just need this guy with a bag that, like, just the most cartoonish way to kidnap someone. Just jumping at santas and snatching them up uh so that we can we can have a uh a santa snatcher in the idw continuity man and then it will be revealed that like santa never brought him what he wanted for christmas he always gave him coal and so he's like trying to get revenge 
it'll be a deep vengeance story. Don't worry about it. And the turtles will meet Santa, of course, at the end, because that's that's a given. That's a given. The real Santa. Yeah, that that my son is the best presence of all, which my. When I showed my wife this book, she made the joke of like, because <laughs> having seen the uh, We Wish You a Turtle Christmas, we know that the gifts that the turtles give are super crappy. And so Santa's probably <laughs> the only person that's going to bring Splinter something he actually wants. Uh, not not the turtles. Especially after going through the next mutation, we know that, you know, it's almost more canon than not that the turtles are all terrible people. Yeah, yeah, their, their gifts are going to be terrible. So, But that's really, that falls on Splinter for raising bad sons. So what did he teach them? If we can't, you know? Yeah. The parents. You always got to go with the parents. He, he was too focused on the ninjutsu and not enough on, uh, on I don't know, be, being a decent human being, I guess. Being functioning members of society. <laughs> yeah. Well, he never thought they'd get that far, you know? Like, <laughs> I hope. Granted, I hope. Going off- if we're going off the next mutation, then he also failed at the ninjutsu thing as well. So, I hope that. as being a father now, Spencer, you're taking these lessons to heart. I, I am. I, I really am. Uh, you know, my daughter is going to be the kind of person that goes out to catch the Santa Snatcher and then stops him. <laughs> For sure. That hides katanas in her clothes. So whenever like, someone gives her any lips, she has a full-blown katana out. You know, I don't think I'll encourage the katanas. I think instead I'll just give her a bow staff so she can pretend it's a baton until the right moment. There you and, go. And strike, uh, you know, beat him over the head with a stick. I think that's the proper way to do that. Oh, man. But, but yeah, no, like, I, I actually am happy that we did, that because that we, that we read this on on the show, because there's just so many so many moments that feel so unhinged like you know leonardo chasing him with katana but also when he's in line to to go <laughs> he's in the line of children like he, he's not just gonna run in and nab them you know the mall santa he's waiting Wait. in the line of children <laughs> with his bag <laughs> some know? of the kids do seem kind of old though a, a few but you know there's a there's a there's a wild age, age range going on <laughs> Like I said, I just I just love trying to play it off as a mystery. Soon it was a tall boy's turn. A very <laughs> tall boy with a sack. <laughs> he was the Santa Snatcher. You know, you got an exclamation point there. It's just such a silly story that even though I am a grown adult reading something written for seven-year-olds, I find myself thoroughly entertained by it. You're yeah, never like, too old. Like this was this story. was enjoyable. Um it's 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 a nice breezy read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very very light reading, very brief reading. Uh, I mean, it was pretty heavy for us. But yeah, uh, there's still but... a challenge if you're looking for that. <laughs> yeah. But but if you're the average adult, if you're the read it aloud to your family at Christmas and see how you do. <laughs> oh. Uh, but yeah, so that is. That's the Santa Snatcher. So just, you know, we just wanted to do something like fun and light for our last episode of the year. Um, you know, and, and we didn't, we didn't want Keith to feel like he missed anything. Uh, but yeah. I think he did. I think he did. I think he missed a uh, timeless Christmas classic. Well, and I, I also just need to get this out of the, I mean, it, I love doing the show, but I do just need a, a shorter editing 
for this weekend because it's a very busy weekend <laughs> with Christmas, you know. <laughs> all right, there's that too. Yeah. Uh all right. So I guess Cody take us into the news. This is April O'Neil of Channel Six. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, dude. I, I there's don't... news. There's always news. I'd have you take it again, but uh, that's my favorite part. That's the whole reason I'm on the cast. Gotcha. Because uh, no Just one can replace Keith. Do that. that. <laughs> yeah, um, it's the best. All right, Spencer. Comic book news. All right, comic book news. So. Maybe possibly giant spoiler for you for IDW, but it's it's right on the cover of the free comic book day issue. And it's been all over the internet as of the day we're recording this. The Night Watcher is going to make his debut in the free comic book day issue this year for the IDW series. So he's, you know, we've seen the Night Watcher in the 2007 series. It's Raphael's alter ego. It's time to see what they plan on doing in the IDW comic with it. Because it sounds and, like it might not be Raphael. And they couldn't have picked a better person to bring him in than Junie Ba. Oh, yeah. I I love oh. a good Junie Ba story. Yeah, so this is uh so this was just announced uh today um that Junie Ba would be coming back to do the free comic book day um with a backup story uh in the free comic book day issue. Uh written by Paul Allure and art by Andy Kuhn, who we haven't seen uh on the turtles book in a long time so free comic book day for people who don't know it's it's all the way in may right first week of may uh first weekend of may yeah first saturday yeah so that first weekend of may all comic book shops have free comics that are given to them by the publishers ninja turtles will have one this year from idw uh, and it'll be there in your comic book shop, and you got to be mm-hmm. fast though, because most comic book stores, not all of them. <laughs> okay, most comic book it's, shops. It basically, if they order through Diamond Distributing, um, they're going to be participating in free comic book day. Uh, but not all comic book stores do, so definitely yeah, check and, with your local store before. <laughs> they don't always necessarily get all the free comics. They don't always, yeah, they don't know. necessarily always get all of them either. So, um. But I mean, part of the fun of free comic book day is going to the different stores because it's not only just the free comic books that are given to them. A lot of them do uh, discounts and stuff like my store, for example, Comics TNT, they do 30% off um, pretty much everything in the store, uh, except except new issues. But I know a lot of people cosplay at mine. Like there's a lot of people I I used to for for free comic book day. My wife, my wife and I, we did, we cosplayed for our store, for our old store um, that we used to go to like way back in the day as well. Like it, it's just, it's just a fun thing to get people out uh, into comic book stores to read them uh, and to check out new stuff. So um, that was the first weekend in May is usually when free comic book day is. You can also check out the, um, you can also check out comicshoplocator.com. And that will give you pretty much every comic book store that uses diamond uh, in your area. You just got to drop your uh, zip code and it'll print. And if they pretty much anybody that, uh, that's on here is participating. So there's also a link. If you're outside of America, uh, if you're outside of North America, you can click on that and then give your info and it should find that for you as well. 
All right. Uh, and then in other news, Cartoon Base, uh, the Cartoon Base on Twitter, uh, which is kind of a big resource for cartoon news. Um, they did their uh, Cartoon Base uh, awards for 2023, uh, which seemed like kind of a big thing. Uh, I follow them for cartoon news, but I didn't realize how big they are. Um, big enough to have like a legit uh, award. Uh, and Mutant Mayhem won Film of the Year for 2023, and Rise of the Team and T won Best Nickelodeon Show for 2023. Or the 2023 awards, because there wasn't any new Rise episodes. But hey, you know, that's that's some good recognition for both uh the movie and the show so yeah that's pretty cool good to hear that ninja turtles is getting some love yeah i mean like i said it's it's been a fantastic year for for turtles so it's it it's a good thing to kind of end the year on you know some positive some positive notes so you know what i didn't even mention at the top of the episode we covered the last run in the lost years this year as well which i also yeah thoroughly enjoyed. yeah uh, we got the announcement game. we got we got the reveal and announcement of the game yeah uh and then uh you know last ronin 2 you That's, know coming uh, coming in february next year yeah yeah Good it's it, it's it's just been a just a fantastic year so i i honestly and 2024 is just going to be even bigger because yeah. Uh, Granite State Comic Con, which I think we kind of hinted at a couple months ago, uh, that's shaping up to be the con to go to if you're gonna if you're a Turtles fan. Yeah. Um, I and I think at least Spencer and I are uh, planning on heading out there. Yes, it is. It is in my plans to be there. Uh, it is. It seems like the Turtle Convention. So yeah. Uh, the latest uh, announcement is that Jim Lawson is going to be there. Uh, and then just yesterday was Freddie, uh, Freddie Williams, you know, friend of the show, Sarah Meyer, they're going to be at the show. So it's, it's already shaping up to be a big thing. Uh, so whether or not Peter will be there that, you know, that may be the final surprise. Uh, but there are still more guests to announce, uh, that are going to be at that show. So I can't Uh, wait to see who they are. Yeah. Like. I'm legitimately excited for that. Like this is going to be my first out of state, uh, comic con. So, uh, I'm flying. I mean, we're flying cross country to go to yeah. this thing. So that's going to be pretty cool. But I think that is it for, uh, the year. <laughs> so thank you again, guys, for making this an awesome year. Thank you for listening to us. Our Spotify wrapped for 2023 was really cool. Like we love seeing the analytics we did our first like giveaway where we actually were able to get something out to a listener. Um, sorry, we haven't done another one, but we will do uh, some more next year. Uh, uh, so we will be back on uh, January 9th. So, you know, from, you know, the four of us, you know, happy holidays, take care of yourself out there. Uh, have a happy new year and we will see you next year. Yeah. Thank you again so much for listening. Merry Christmas and happy new year and happy holidays. Until next time. Cowabunga dudes. Booyah. Kasha. Hot soup.
it is kind of funny that we were that we were just talking about doing things for enjoyment and not for content. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly I'm like, actually, we need to hit the record button. <laughs> no, we should we should start recording the content. We should start recording the content. Uh, but, but yeah, like. Mm. going like yeah like i i'm creatively unfulfilled and you know i I enjoy i enjoy taking the photography and and you know for next year like i've invested in um you know more stuff to to enhance my my photography um but also at the same time like i have more fun just kind of doing like fun little things for me and and now i'm like trying to create this like curate this list and honestly it you know, I, the engagement that I get on like, you know, Twitter, Twitter engagement sucks. Um, yeah. Twitter is basically like a dead platform. Yeah. Like it's, it's useless for growing and like, even, even like my friends aren't seeing my, my stuff. Um, well, even even with like, I mean, the thing is the same thing on threads though. Like I go on threads and it's just like a wasteland. Well, yeah. Threads was already, threads was already messed up because you know they they started catering to businesses you know first yeah and so and so like you know it didn't get a chance to kind of like grow like twitter did yeah Yeah. Um, it's also very hard to like on purposely organically try and start a platform you know and just like everybody should use it where like um especially in the content space like if i'm a creator like you can't afford not to like be on Instagram, be on Twitter, be on YouTube or whatever, right? So when the prospect of like do a new platform, it's like no. Yeah. Unless it's like already happening where it's like people are like, oh, on TikTok, there's a billion people using it. And it's like, okay, there's an audience there. I should do it. Yeah. You can't just like start an audience. Just which like one. Yeah, which like which like that's kind of the good thing um for I mean, like that's kind of why I like Blue Sky because it, it is a fresh start for everyone. Like the mm-hmm. the official TMNT like doesn't even have a social for it. Like I almost locked down that that username for us. You should. <laughs> well, it, it's taken now. Um, funny. It's taken now, but but that was the thing is like I um like it it's refreshing on Blue Sky, but also at the same time because you can only get on it if you have an invite code. You know, nobody's there. You know, so it's not. Oh, you still need invite codes for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's never going to work. Well, I mean, because it's still technically in in beta, and and I like that it's kind of forcing you to like you know really pick and choose who is allowed to be on there by giving out your code. Like honestly, like I mean, w- I mean, y- it's not a perfect system because you know like people can just give those out for free. Um, but uh, you know it at least kind of regulates who has access to it. And so it's not like a trash platform yet. Yeah. I mean, that's the ironic thing though. Um, Cause like as much as like all like the trash, all the nonsense, if you can't have just random teenagers shit posting on your platform, it's, it's never going to take off because shit posting yeah. is the backbone of the internet. Yeah, and and like that's why like I kind of just enjoy shit posting on Twitter, like especially on on, <laughs> on on our Twitter account because it's like that's that's just where I have the most fun doing it. Um, yeah. and you know my Instagram, um, you know I'm I'm trying to curate it more to, uh, you know toy photography, and then 
yeah, that's kind of it. Like, you know, do I want to do TikTok? You know, I, I want to be brave like Cody and start doing TikToks. TikTok's fun. The funny thing is, like, I pretty much honestly, like, treat them all the same. It's really just, like, the time limit the platform will give me. Yeah. But people definitely, on Instagram, people take Instagram very seriously. And they're, like, very precious with their Instagram. Yeah, like, like honestly, like, I don't, I don't care. Um, I don't care that much. It's just my Instagram, like, that's just a place for me to upload my toy photos. You know? And I don't, you know, I have a couple pictures of my dog on there. And then if you scroll way back, it's like, you know, pictures of me and my wife. Like, yeah, you know, it's, but my wife and I, like, we were just talking, we were at Disneyland yesterday. We were talking about it, how, like, we don't take that very many pictures just between the two of us. And it's just, just cause like, that's not a thing we like doing anymore. Well, and then also it's like, I mean, it's been, it's been a while, but like you go on vacation, you take like 400 pictures. And it's like, well, what do I do with them? Like, I have to curate all these pictures now. I have to put them in like some yeah. slideshow, some album. And what I ended up doing is I just have like hundreds of pictures on like a USB drive. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. You know, like and you, we, the thing is like you, it feels like you almost never look at them, right? Like because, because of like the digital age of being able to take like a hundred photos, like we don't take photos of like only the valuable moments. It feels like. That's why I like taking pictures of people when they're not aware of it. Not like, like I'm out like they're stalking people, but like if you're in like a group of people no, and they're like, take our picture. No, like, like, you know how people pose for a picture and they're like, tell me when you're going to do it so I can smile. I'll take like five pictures and then tell them I'm taking the picture. So I get like five, mm-hmm. just them regular ass in the moment. I think those are the better pictures. Like when people weren't immediately aware that the picture's being taken. Those yeah. are the pictures to me that like you look back like 30 years from now. And you can imagine, like, what was going on there rather than, like, oh, this is four people staring at a camera is what was going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, like, my wife and I, like, we used to cosplay, so it's, like, there's already, like, a ton of photos there, you know? Yeah. Well, not, I do um, think so. the weird thing with pictures, though, is any picture, given a long enough amount of time, becomes magical. I don't care what it is. That's no, what I, I mean, think of a like, lot. Like, if you take a picture of like your yard, if you look at it twenty years from now, I promise you that's going to be a magical picture because you're like, wow. Well, no, I mean, because like, there's there's still like pictures that I like. Like, there's a picture of my wife and my dog, you know, on our on our fridge that we took like I don't know, six seven years ago. You know, it's back when my dog was super tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then and, and so like stuff like that, like I you know I cherish. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like looking at it every day. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't need to see a picture of me getting older. I think no, I, I kind of that's, I kind of love that stuff. I mean, like, cause of the, you know, cause it reminds me of those like, um, those those pictures, like those videos that where like people take a picture of themselves every day in like the same pose, and I'm like, I don't know. Like I, I think, I though, I think see myself really in the mirror mean. every day. I don't need to see. I don't but need to do have you, evidence of. You think you do, and your brain tells you, you know what you're seeing. But well, my when brain it's tells down me in a I photo when I look at. So, no, that's what I. I only wish, like you know, we would because we're working on you know different technology, but like battery life and storage capacity. If we had, like, just if you had like a forever USB drive where you just like jam all your stuff into it and you have like access to it all the time, 
that would be dope. Then you just load it and, you know, it's like Facebook memories. One of my favorite things is Facebook memories where like, like you posted this 10 years ago. I love that stuff because like you're like taken back and it's like 10 years ago you were talking about the the first two IDW issue coming out and you're like, wow. I mean, you guys are are like I because your memories aren't going to be when you were a cringy 12 year old. (laughs) <laughs> no like we no, still right. have those the thing is they weren't as well documented so those are just in my brain so they're like foggier and foggier as time goes yeah. on like for, for I me, I like the memories I like some of the memories like some of the memories are good to see others though are from when I was like a 12 year old kid uh, and I shouldn't have had Facebook but I lied about my age <laughs> excuse me I lied about my age I, on it and I, I, I will see posts um, that I made and I'm like, oh, I can't believe that still exists and is out there. Why was I this way when I was 12? <laughs> there was there was a few there was a few I, I, I generally I keep everything because I like uh, I like the progression of where I've grown because like, yeah, you know, we talked very differently on the Internet back, you know, 15 years ago. I've, I've been on Facebook since uh, 2008. Yeah, oh, wow. and so. I, I so generally I invite only so I, yeah yeah back <laughs> in those days uh, so I generally keep everything um, I generally keep everything there just to kind of show like how much I've grown as a person I have deleted a couple things that I was like uh, you know what yeah so 15, I, I think everyone sees their their posts and they're like ooh yikes <laughs> yeah like fifteen like yeah like nothing nothing like racist or anything um, mm-hmm. in fact no there was one I did. And I and I told him because I'm I'm friends with him now, which is really funny because like I wasn't friends with him when I took the picture, um, and I was like, he was like the first like cosplayer I had seen as this character, and I said, uh, it was Captain EO from um, from uh, the old like 3D movie at Disneyland, and I called him like Asian Captain EO. Is that the then, Michael like, Jackson movie? Yeah, it's the Michael Jackson one. Okay. And I just, I was like, whoa, it's Asian Captain EO. And this was like 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. whenever, I, whenever I was at uh, Comic-Con. Yeah. Uh, and so I, it, it's so years later, I became friends with him. Uh, his name is Brian. Uh, and uh, I it came up in my Facebook memories and I was like, you know what? I don't like the way this is worded. Yeah. Uh, that's uncomfortable. And I, I, I didn't, um, I didn't tag Brian in the photo, obviously, because I didn't know it was him back then. Uh, so when it came up in my memories, uh, I kept the picture, but I took out the, I, I rewrote the caption and then yeah. I tagged him in it. That's funny. And I was, and so like, I'm not hiding it. It's just, you know, I've I've grown and I didn't like the way that sounded, and it it doesn't yeah. even sound that bad. It's just I it's just, just like I just don't talk like that. Sensitivities and awareness changes, so it's just yeah. Like I like to think that I've grown and I just kind of recognize, like you know what, that was kind of a not like it. It's it seems like a har- harmless thing, but at the same time, like I didn't I don't like how it sounds now. Yeah, yeah, I, well, I do it, think it's a shame. Like in our culture today, like you can't. There, there's not a lot of not to be like oh cancel culture, but there isn't like, um, there's not enough room to just be like, 
yeah, like ten years ago, I was an idiot, and that was ten years ago, and like I think, that's I a think natural that generally people, I think that generally people agree with that. Like you, you have very vocal minorities that they get like you know, and they're, they're what you see on the internet, right? Like the biggest yeah, thing you see the on the internet libs. is outrage. <laughs> yeah, is the most outraged people the highest emotion because that gets the most attention. But I think that's at the end true. of the day, most people can say like, yeah, that was ten years ago. Like that's okay. Like there's a reason why like. James Gunn and other people still have a career despite people being like, look at this thing they said 10 years ago. You know, like most people are reasonable and can say things have changed since then. Like I remember seeing this post about someone talking about like the 2003 show Splinter and then being like, I can forgive the 80s, but like this was 2003. Well, no, I've said said that to you. I've said that. Maybe you have, maybe you have, but like 2003, that was still common. Like that was still normal accepted norm of things like yes is his voice like acting not that great but like it was it was still very common like a bunch of my yeah it wasn't like it was like out of pocket back then right like, and and, like, and another thing like you know we stressed it time. we stressed it for 87 it wasn't intentional that like it was the intention yeah. was never to be racist back then yeah it wasn't they weren't doing it for harmful reasons it was just you know, you were a voice actor, you played whoever, yeah. you know, and it, unfortunately, you know, if you played a Japanese character, you did, you did a voice, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's not, it's, it's not, you know, I mean, granted, like I'm not Asian, so I can't really speak on this yeah. um, with any authority, but it's like, it just, you know, from an outside perspective, it's like, oh, like, you know, he's, if, if the voice wasn't so, like stereotypical wise Asian man, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be so icky. I think mm-hmm. like if, if yeah. you just played him, they would have dialed like, it down to like, yeah. Cause, cause I think that's, like, went I think like that's part of the 100. reason why like 87 splinter, 87 splinter doesn't feel bad unless he's doing fake Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would not, agree with that. Like normal 87 splinter just sounds like mostly like an old dude. Yeah, Maybe he's like they're going for like a little wiseness, but they weren't going for like hit you in the face with it. Necessarily. Yeah, like he wasn't. Yeah, exactly. So, so it really only became an issue when he when he would speak like fake Japanese, and it would be like you know, oh, what is it? But oh, I would Sakajuya, like you know those <laughs> lines. Yeah. But I would say that the 1990s movie is just as bad as the 2003 series of Splinter's voice. I like, think so too. No, I I agree word. with you there. Like that is that is very much a. Uh, you know, ancient wise man trope. Yeah, I think you know, the for that, for that intention is the same. I just think the '90s movie have the benefit of like it's a good voice. No, well, not. it's also it's also got the benefit. <laughs> it's also got the benefit of being you know from 1990. That's still yeah. a good ten years before 2003, and we have you know those learned. You know, yeah. it, society has kind of learned a little bit more about how uncomfortable that makes people feel in those but, ten years. And not, we've learned really. even more in the 20 it, years since 2003. It was more like, I don't know, 2010 and stuff like that. And I felt like you really got that. People really talking about that kind of stuff and caring about oh, yeah, it. Like no, it no. really was at the turn of that next, next decade. Yeah. I mean, it was and, probably because of things like, you know, the 2003 show and other shows that were airing that did that. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's, you know, it's, it's the rise of social media. You know, you look yeah. at it by the time, by the time 2012 had come out people were a lot more vocal online. Like, you know, when 2003 came out, one, you didn't have those kind of sensitivity 
talks or like kind of ideas. And the only place you could talk about, you know, stuff online was internet forums. Yeah. You know, you didn't have, you didn't have social media where everybody can talk to each other at once. Yeah. Let so, alone like the, the ease of everybody watching something. Cause like, yeah, exactly. The, the like, further back you go, like I can talk about watching something and even if people want to watch it, you know, um, good luck. Like, cause it's even, it's even harder. Cause there's not like, you just go on Amazon and get the DV the next day for like relatively cheap or. Yeah. Well, I mean, cause like we, that. you know, it's, it's like any, any one of those like content engagement posts on Twitter where people are like, name a cartoon that you remember that nobody else does, you know? And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of those cartoons, you know, the, the, I mean, the majority of them, you can kind of watch online on a, on a streaming service. But Up in the night. Get... I actually saw oh, previews for outside. that it's as a kid. Not, it's not raining outside, but it's thunder. Jeez. Mine is chaotic. There chaotic. Was a I remember that chaotic. one. I like Cubics. I remember um, Cubics. The one, the one I immediately went to was called Fantastic, uh, Fantastic Max. That it was an old, yeah. It was like an old, like Nick. um, It was a show on Nickelodeon, I think. And but it was like a daytime show, um. And it was like this. Uh, it was like this kid who, you know, his imagination, he went into outer space and like his doll came to life. And, um, that sounds familiar. Like you wouldn't, uh, God, it, it was just, it was just a weird cartoon. Um, oh, it was a Hanna Barbera, Hanna Barbera cartoon. I didn't know that. Uh, but it was from eight, 1988 to 1990. And so like, Nobody remembers this cartoon. Yeah. Except for like me. me and my friend Vaughn. For me, yeah, so there's there's chaotic, but apparently Cody knows what chaotic is. So that's the first person I've said chaotic, and they've been like, oh, I know what that is. Uh but there was chaotic, and then there's George Shrinks, was like a, a PBS show that like no one else seems to remember but me. <laughs> uh I'm trying to think. Oh my god, this logo is so mid-2000s. Did any of y'all watch Vampires? No, that's like the most generic name ever. What is that? Um, Uh, It's it's Car Vampires. Yeah. (laughs) It's like CGI mixed with like live action. It was awesome. Yeah, I remember that one. like they're in like a junkyard. Uh, There was... uh, What was another cartoon? Um, I mean, a lot more people know uh, like Mummies Alive. Yeah, I would say Mummy's um, Alive is fairly mainstream in comparison. Oh, it, no, it's definitely not mainstream, but it's a lot more it's a lot more memorable than Fantastic Max. Yeah, I mean it's the same like if I brought up like Samurai Pizza Cats, like so, No, Samurai Pizza Cats has evolved into like meme status, I think. I would say Mummy's yeah. Alive is about I I would put Mummy's Alive on the same level as Gargoyles, honestly. Uh I would not. No, Gargoyles has a way bigger cultural cache than Mummy's Alive. Mummy's uh, Al- Mummy's Alive is below Gargoyles, but it is in that same kind of genre. I God, I wish Nick would do Gar- uh, Mummy's Alive figures. Those would slap. There were some. By NECA? Oh, no. Um, I mean, like, they're by Hasbro. Day. 
Yeah, there was... by Hasbro. Uh, two thousand oh, spiker now it's, mice. Now it's bad. Two thousand spiker mice from Mars is one that I'll bring up that people are like, "That was a thing." I'm like, uh, the cell is well, yeah, that back. Two thousand spiker mice from Mars is weird. You know. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're, I've never even seen the 2000s one. I, I only remember the ones from 1994. I, I don't know the figures. They're... The figures are based on the old ones that'll be coming out. Ah, yeah, I've seen that. They're like Nacelle is going to have like a Nacelle verse or whatever that owns. Yeah, <laughs> and they've picked up a whole bunch of those properties and are making a universe out of it. Well, because it's the weird thing. Like, um, like toys are in the same in the same breath that like toys are on the decline because like, mm-hmm. which I I don't know like. It seems like if you go to like Target, there's still like a big toy section, but whatever. Like seemingly toy sales are on the decline, but like people our age are collecting more and more toys. And so mm-hmm. you can see companies like, oh, let's bring back Street Shark. Let's bring back Micro Biker Mice from Mars. Like you can see they're like mining just to like just that nostalgia mine because they're as yeah. capitalism turns on it on that area where it's like, oh, we got to pump all this out. I'm waiting for Lego to be like bringing back Bionicle, you know, and, and for them to bring back Bionicle. And that like, would that's be kind of I would say like Bionicle is like pretty hugely popular, especially for like pe- kids who grew up in the 2000s. Like if you were a child during the 2000s, like Bionicle was it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's still yeah. like there's still people who talk about um, Bionicle as like pieces for like Lego building. Um because they don't use because they had there's no way to get those pieces still like yeah. you know, so they go like master builders still use bionicle parts yeah you know what's well, like better than bionicle that mike that? might know hero quest hero uh, hero escape is what i, I mean. was gonna hero say escape. hero quest is not uh hero escape um like miniature games like hero uh, you know i see I, I recognize it but i never played it HeroScape was so cool i mean i had like two friends who knew of it so it's like you want to play HeroScape again and they're like that's you can only play so many games with like the same person but there was uh, a marvel version too sorry spencer bionicle i like briefly bionicle. briefly after bionicle ended they had a thing called hero factory that used the bionicle parts but it never took off like bionicle did oh i have not- factory yeah like Lego basically lore. makes like like Marvel characters as Bionicle essentially. Yeah, they do. You yeah, know what now. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah they do. They do like Star Wars and um, Marvel. I don't think they do DC ones. I feel like they do, but I I remember the Star Wars ones and like I remember getting one of the Star Wars ones and just being incredibly disappointed in it. There's also yeah, like um, bootleg TMNT ones. Yeah, there was also in, like, an- dollar stores. <laughs> The other, the other Lego thing that I liked as a kid that it wasn't quite like it wasn't seen as Bionicle pieces, but there was Knight's Kingdom. And that had that a period familiar. that was there. Like it was it was like big buildable action figure like a Bionicle, but like you placed armor pieces on the segments of the body and you s- snapped those pieces together and they had like um it wasn't like a, a flexible joint, like like just like a ball joint, like the Bionicles. It was more like a, uh, like they they had like almost like notches or like gears where you'd like click 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 the joints into place with it, uh, hmm. and then you could rotate them around because it was like those circle axle pieces that that attached into the the other hmm. pieces. 
but they had like like the old bionicles they had little levers that you could or like wheels that you could turn on their backs to make their arms move you know so then my brothers and i could hold them up to each other and move the gears and try and smash the other ones with with whatever sword <laughs> they had in the hand <laughs> but they all had like animal avatars kind of thing like an, an animal that was their theme as a as a character interesting i like the did you ever go to legoland and get like the foam swords and shields no but those That's were probably knight's kingdom those were probably Knights Kingdom because they did have a Knights Kingdom ride. Yeah, they there. did kind of. They that. did kind of both. Like it was in the era where they're still both, so you can get like Bionicle ones uh-huh. and like Knights Kingdom kind of ones. Okay, I, I only went to Legoland once as a kid. I remember I just you know begged and begged my mom. It was uh, as a, as a kid because Legoland just seemed like to me that was Disneyland as a kid because I loved Lego so much. Uh, yeah, we went there. So, I don't remember too many rides though. There, there was not a lot. There was not a lot. I look back on it, and that must have been very disappointing for my parents, especially with how much money they paid. But I was happy as a clam as a kid. Anyway, yeah, I so. have. I I mean, I was older. I would I would have been like I don't know, preteens or very early teens or something. But I thought it was great. Yeah. I think oh. Mike died. No, I'm still here. I just didn't have anything to add. Hmm. Um, Spencer, have you gotten to the point in life where you're nostalgic for old stores that don't exist anymore? <laughs> Maybe um, you're on the like the tail end of it because everything's like Walmart now. But yeah, I, I I already just went to Walmart every day as a kid. Like a little bit of Toys R Us, but like I I hardly ever went to Toys R Us as a kid. Well, uh, there's also even with Walmart. Like I'm go. nostalgic for how Walmart used to be. There is a part uh, of me where that... every Walmart was like a grocery Walmart. Yeah, there is a part of me that I know what you're talking about there because I remember when our our Walmart upgraded to be a super center uh, in Layton instead of just a, a grocery store. And they used to do the uh, electronic section in the middle of the Walmart, like a fortress. I don't remember the layout. Yeah, of I remember that. that. Cody, are you old enough to remember Miller's Outpost? Um, I don't think we had that in Utah. That's the other strange thing. Like depending on where you lived, like it might not have been here. Like we had like Fred Meyer, Albertsons. Yeah, well, we have we have Albertsons out here. We don't have Fred Meyer. Um, I think Fred Meyer Myers. turned into like Kroger and stuff. Yeah, like Fred that. Meyer or Smith. You find it. Yeah, you find it merged with Smiths now. At least our mine are the one right by my places. I've I got seen, a lot of good. I've seen, the Fred Meyer. only Smiths I've ever seen was when I went to Logan. Mm. I mean, Smiths is all right. I I, I like Smiths. I don't know. It's, it's just I, I've like store to me because like <laughs> Walmart is good, but if you want to get produce there, like their produce is like eh. So you go oh, to somewhere yeah. like Harmons, which has Walmart really good produce. produce. Harmons produce is like ridiculously expensive. One time, I bought a pineapple and it came to ten dollars, and I was so flabbergasted at the register, I still bought it. Uh-huh. I was like, how how did I how was this a ten dollar pineapple? Because you go to Walmart and you get a pineapple. It's a dull pineapple. It's like three bucks total, but Harmon's had it for like, it was like two bucks a pound. And I was just like beside myself. Do you guys want want me to let you in a little insider secret I learned while I was working at a grocery store? It's all the same. Uh, So that not just the pineapples, but milk. So like Meadow Gold uh, versus like the Kroger brand or the. They're just slapping their own label on it. It's like white labeling. 
yep, they're just slapping their own labels on it. It all tastes the same. So if you're someone out there that's like, oh no, metal gold really does taste better than great value, you're full of crap. <laughs> I just want I just want everyone to know that you're full of crap. Yeah, it's, no, I, it's, I, all, I, it's uh, all the same. I'll I'll buy store brand milk. Um, I mean, like I'm I'm using. It for, I do I do enjoy drinking milk. I don't know. I do. I think the only difference is like chocolate milk. Maybe, maybe yeah. I'm crazy against Spencer. No, but I, I like think you're right there. I won't. I won't do store brand chocolate milk. So like, yeah, just like if it comes in like just that basic plastic gallon jug, it's all the same. But when it comes to chocolate, it could be different. I, I don't know that one. Yeah, but for sure. How do we feel about mixing your own syrup into milk? Oh, that's the only I'll way to drink chocolate milk. Terrible. I'd rather. Yeah. I I would yeah. rather prefer to control the ratio. I need some guy on a farm or a factory to do it for me. I can't. Um, no, no, no. I was gonna say, uh, out here in California, so it's like we have Vons, but that's owned by Albertsons. So like Vons is pretty much just a Southern California thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then like, uh, so then you might, and then Pavilions is another is like fancier Vons, which is only in like. <laughs> So pavilions are only in like the snooty parts of Orange County and like LA County. And then Safeway is like, I think the international or the national version. Cause mm-hmm. I, I think Safeways are in different um, states, but then That's like funny. Kroger. So like you guys have a Kroger. We don't have Kroger's in Southern California. We have Ralph's. Yeah. I think they call all our Kroger's just Smith's. Yeah. Smith's is what sells the Kroger products. Okay. Yeah, and Ralph Ralph is Ralph's is um what sells all the Kroger stuff. Okay. It's really what we're looking at is just a couple of corporations in a trench coat. It really is. But yeah. the the most guilty <laughs> it's all owned by Disney. The, the most guilty corporation of that though is Associated Foods. Like Associated Foods owns so many of your neighborhood grocery stores. Like yeah. if you're in Utah, you probably have heard of like Dick's Market and uh, Reams. Don't tell me Reams is tainted. Reams, not sure on that one. Um, if you ever heard of Solberg's, if you ever heard of uh, Macy's, Macy's as well, all those uh, are all just owned by Associated Foods. Macy's Foods, not Macy's the department Macy's store. Food, not Macy's yeah. the department store. Yes, Macy's uh, with an E in there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I look it up. Associated Food Stores is uh, Utah, Arizona, Idaho, Colorado, Montana, Oregon, Nevada, and Wyoming. Yeah. So they, they own a bunch of these, like, oh, Dance Foods is another one. So they Dance. own, like, all of these ones that, like, are kind of, like, pretend to be, like, a small neighborhood grocery store. Yeah. But really, you at know, the end I, of the day, they're all just part of this corporation. <laughs> so I kind of enjoy the lie, because there's something to be said for, like, like a separate little kitschy identity, you know, when it's all like Walmart, as comforting as it is to like go into a Walmart and know, like, I know the layout because this is Walmart. There is something magical about like, this is my crappy local store, even if it's just yeah. like a, a charade. Yeah, we have it because we have a couple of those too. Um, like I, one, I like going into Target and kind of knowing exactly where I need to go because mm-hmm. I mean, Targets are all kind of designed the same way. Like, yeah, like roughly, like they might switch it up a little bit, but it's like generally. Yeah, like, um, like for Cody and I, the toys will be on the right side by electronics sometimes, and then like other times it'll be on the left side of the store. 
depending yeah. on the target you go to like in relation to where something else is you know where like something yeah um be. so we have another one uh so ralph ralph's is kind of like ralph's is my go-to um but then you have uh stater brothers which is another one that's kind of just in california um and their whole thing is like they're really trying to be like the neighborhood turn of the century kind of grocery store Mm-hmm. And so, like the Stater Brothers that's by me has like a huge like um, butcher section, whereas like no. my Ralph's is it Ralph's is a bigger chain than Stater Brothers is, um, but their like fresh meat section is like their their butcher counter is a lot smaller. Yeah, and so like a. And so that that's kind of how I judge the stores because it's like, you know, you have extra people working this counter, you know, versus like, you know, the butcher counter at Ralph's only has like, it has like a seafood case and then it has like one kind of, you know, it's a meat case and it's got like carne asada and like bacon and ham and, and like a couple sausages. Yeah. yeah. I, I see what you're saying, but the thing I will say about Dick's Market that's in Bountiful and Centerville is that, uh, they have a made from scratch bakery actually in the store. And so like they do do that, but they're still just a part of associated foods. You know, the other associated yeah. foods don't get to have that made from scratch bakery and the made from scratch bakery is great. Like those donuts. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, like I, I, I I'll buy, <laughs> like I buy the, um, the bagels that are made at Ralph's. Um, cause they, they have a bakery in the building and, and you know, I have no idea if the bagels are made there. I know they do make cakes there. Mm. Um, and I mean, and there's like a food session, food section. In fact, like some of the Ralph's now in their like deli section, not the, not the meat section, but like the deli section. Um, a lot of them have like, you know, you like $5 meals. It's like chicken tenders and, and potatoes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Places like um, Harmon's have that. But then they, a, a couple of the ones that are by me now have sushi counters and they have, and they're like fresh rolls made every day. Like I, I've, seen them being made mm-hmm. and that's i mean i'm sure that's just a california thing <laughs> it's just well like, no we have there's stores here that do like they'll make the sushi i don't know i don't yeah, know what the would, quality is but i was gonna say well i wouldn't trust sushi that far away from the sea i mean planes i eat we sushi have that far away from the sea planes. all the time and i love it so i'm not a fish fan I so you. i can't i can't speak to it oh wow yeah you're you're too far from the sea for for though i did fish. in um no. in paris i had a really good tuna fish sandwich oddly is that paris utah or paris france paris france wow that's cool it was like i swear it was like like not even like because i don't know what you guys think when you think tuna fish i just think like a, a dull gray lump of horror right but this one i could have swear it was like relish in there and had a little bit of green but yeah it it was it was like uh, pink. It was like pink colored. I mean, I've seen tuna. Well, you know, I don't know. I guess whatever. I mean, I don't know. I can, I guess I can't say for sure it was tuna, but I'm pretty sure it was a tuna fish sandwich. I mean, I've seen tuna that's that's pink here too. Yeah. I don't know. Like, those usually come in packages, but I don't yeah, know. Tuna, yeah, t- unless I'm thinking of salmon, but I think tuna's. I think fresh tuna's pink. Yeah, I just don't seek it out. But you know, when in Paris, 
do like the yeah. Parisians do and eat a tuna fish sandwich. No, there's this All there's right. this place called Sushi Burrito that like makes essentially a sushi burrito, but you know, like the tortilla isn't a tortilla, it's seaweed and it's just loaded with rice and the fish and is it all sushi a burrito at that point if you think about it it is but it's like it's big enough that you can hold it in your hand like a burrito and eat it (laughs) great it's like grossly insane american portions very very american thing to do yes (laughs) (laughs) america i love it all right all right we should probably get going yeah